there's a lot of different applications there, but the, the biggest difference is really that the, the healthcare facility has control over that network, not, not the carrier. Hi, I'm Marianne Bohr with Hims. Today I'm joined by Justin Green, National Sales Director of Healthcare for Communication Technology Services, CTS, and Robert Serbone, Vice President Product Management and Marketing, Communication Technology Services, CTS. Today we'll be talking about the benefits of private cellular networks for healthcare campuses. And before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Communication Technology Services, CTS, for sponsoring this podcast. Now, Justin and Rob, thanks for joining us today. Justin, could you please uh, tell us a little bit about what drives the spend for in-building cellular and what is the business problem? So I've been focused on the enterprise portion of our business. We also do quite a bit of business with carriers as well. But what I've found is a lot of the a lot of the the projects are driven by doctor complaints. Mm. Um, it's almost you know uniform across my customers na- nationwide here. The the doctors, the care providers, the nurses. Um, in fact, the the senior level management often complain. Those complaints typically reach the CTO's desk uh, or the CIO's desk, and those uh, roll downhill towards the IT, telecom, uh, not so often, but facilities managers, and then ultimately to to uh, specialists like us in this discipline. It's almost always a doctor complaining. My phone doesn't work in the physician physician's lounge. I was in a uh, I was in a hospital in Virginia earlier this week. Same exact problem. It's pretty uniform. So what would you say, Justin, then, what is the biggest challenge in getting that cellular signal into a hospital? Funding uh, can be a a main challenge. Um, If the funding is there, one of the challenges that is most common is getting the carriers to connect to the infrastructure in a timely fashion. If the um, hospital funds the infrastructure, multi-carrier DAS uh, infrastructure is primarily what we're talking about. Um, getting the carriers on and the carriers that the hospital wants and needs on in, you know, a swift fashion can be a challenge. We actually have uh, a solution for that. It's called Forte, uh, where CTS can provide the sources for AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile nationwide. So we have a unique solution there to address that problem. I see. So what is it that makes hospitals different with regard to their networks? Oh, these... These uh, gentlemen and ladies that I work with on a regular basis, I, I feel for them because they are, it seems like they're constantly managing from crisis to crisis and outage to outage, you know, and really building on that, you know, if you think about a hospital, uh, your average enterprise has mission critical networks, which affect the bottom line, right? They have life critical networks. They have certain things like wireless medical telemetry, nurse call, um, you know, infant tracking systems, uh, which, you know, are about the preservation of life. And, you know, it's, it's, it's generally a, a, a big deal if, uh, if a telecom, uh, you know, or wireless system goes down and it can be all hands on deck. That same hospital that I visited in Virginia earlier this week, um, one of the fellows there was relating to me a story about how when there's a major outage, all of the vice presidents of the various departments, including the you know the president of the hospital, stay on a conference call from whenever that outage starts to whenever it ends. And they had one where it was the the local internet service provider, 
and you know all the all the VPs and everybody hang on the call while you know the internet service provider fix their problems. Nothing the hospital can do about it, but mm. um, mission critical and life critical. Well, that certainly makes a big difference. Now, Rob, how do private cellular networks compare to carrier provided cellular? So there's a there's a few different areas uh, where private networks are very advantageous for the uh, the healthcare IT manager to consider. Um, you know, the first of which is really just the, the ownership itself of, of the network and the control of that network. I mean, we'd like to say your network, your data, your rules. With a carrier network, uh, you know, which some of the hospitals and facilities are using today in a pinch, uh, you know, the, the carrier really sets the rules and the boundaries and, and the priorities on that network. So it does provide typically more reliable coverage than you're going to see on a Wi-Fi network. But at the end of the day, the, the enterprise or the healthcare facility doesn't have control over that network. With a private network, the network is really designed from the ground up for the healthcare facility. So it takes into account not only, um, you know, what they're doing inside the facility and the, and the coverage areas, but it, it looks at those applications that are running for the, the employees and the, and the people that are using that network inside the facility, and then typically integrates in with their existing IT infrastructure as well. So we can really take you know, a number of different applications that the enterprise is running and tailor the performance of the network so that it's optimized to make sure that you get those applications delivered how you want them to run today. And that could be, it could be a, a location application. It could be a voice application for doctors. It could be medical telemetry. There's a lot of different applications there, but the, the biggest difference is really that the, the healthcare facility has control over that network, not, not the carrier. Great. Now, Rob, what do you think are the best applications for private cellular? So when we talk to customers about private cellular, I mean, we're, we're trying to understand, um, you know, what customers are doing and what their networking requirements are really and what their application requirements are. And we tend to see a few different things that drive them to private wireless networks um, and away from either, you know, a cellular solution or a wired solution or, you know, even Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is We've got a lot of penetration today in, in all different kinds of enterprises. Um, and so, you know, one of those things is is mobility. Um, and, and it's not necessarily, you know, driving down the highway at 75 miles an hour and having the voice call move from, uh, from cell site to cell site. It could be very basic uh, mobility where a person is traversing, you know, around the hospital or even a piece of equipment. Uh, is moving around the hospital. So being able to have that mobility to be able to track that piece of equipment, that, it's super important. Uh, the second and third pieces kind of go hand in hand, and it's really reliability and kind of quality of service. So the ability to actually design this network and have the network perform uh, at a high level of reliability, both from an uptime, but also to optimize it for the performance. So, I mean, we've got a lot of levers with a cellular network that you don't have on like a Wi-Fi network where we can actually say, okay, well, this application needs to have uh, a minimum level of throughput to be able to be, to have the best performance, or it needs to have a certain level of latency. Um, and I only want certain people to have access to that. And so we can do all those things on a private cellular network. And you can't really do that um, on a Wi-Fi network or, or it's very difficult to do on a, on a cellular network that's owned by a carrier as well. And, and the final piece is really uh, the degree of security. I mean, it's still a wireless network, so you're not going to have the security that you're going to have on a wire, right? Because the wires, you know, the only flaws, they can be kind of cut. But, um, you know, the, the cellular networks are much more secure out of the box 
than a Wi-Fi network. I mean, they've got much more stringent uh, encryption that's kind of just there natively that they support. And then they also use SIM cards for authentication. And, you know, it, it's it's real important because it, it avoids a lot of the types of attacks that you tend to see in Wi-Fi where the user is actually authenticated to the network, but the network is also authenticated to the user. So the user knows that they're getting on a network that's a real network. It's not something that's being spoofed. So those, those are kind of the, the big areas where we tend to see uh, a focus in types of applications that leverage or, or need to have those types of requirements. Well, that definitely makes sense. Now, Justin, can you name the top two or three applications that you're seeing? Yeah, uh, I can speak about the the ones that our customers have uh, discussed with us. So, you know, first I want to say not every hospital entity that we have spoken to is completely up to speed. And if the listeners are not, then we're happy to, you know, uh, provide an educational session, Rob and I, or just myself kind of going over um, the ins and outs of the the private carrier, or excuse me, private cellular networks in detail. Um, but among those that we have, you know, worked with so far, um, it's all stuff that, you know, runs on Wi-Fi and causes them pain. Uh, Wi-Fi airwaves are crowded. They are unlicensed spectrum. You don't have to ask anybody's permission to put up a wireless access point. So thus, the there's congestion. Um, the, you know, top applications that are affected by that for uh, some of our customers would be um, uh, some badging. So, I don't want to say the name of the brand, but they have a specific brand uh, that, you know, the, the intercom badging system does not work very well over the Wi-Fi network. Um, unsure of what the issue there is, but it's a source of pain for, for one of my biggest customers. Um, they also cited uh, asset tracking. Um, they'd like, you know, a very finite resolution to monitor assets uh, on a shelf. And as they transition and move around the hospital. Uh, hospital campus. Um, we also had a, a separate customer in West Virginia come to us and say that their Wi-Fi SSIDs were all full, no room at the inn, and he was exploring uh, this gentleman looking at running his wireless medical telemetry over um, because he didn't want to put that traffic on Wi-Fi. And, you know, another one as well is infant tracking. Um, again, I don't want to say the name of the brand, but uh, my hospital customer uh, didn't have a lot of confidence in the wireless interface for their for their infant tracking system. And, and it was a real source of pain for them because um, if it doesn't work, if there's a failure, they have to mobilize physical security guards, guys with guns and gals with guns to you know go out to doors and physically man doors in, la in the labor and delivery unit. So it's a, it's a you know, it's a fire drill for them and it's uh, it's a cost and it's, you know, it's a source of pain. Well, I can definitely see that. Now, here's a real, here's a really uh, juicy question now. How do I justify a private cellular network to my management? Miriam, we really have to, to understand, Rob kind of alluded to this earlier, what is, what are the pain points in the network? Uh, and is there a value proposition for a, a private cellular network to solve that? Um, you know, we understand that what we put in has to create value. We need to understand the uh, the pain better and ensure that there's you know value created by the by the benefits of the of the private wireless network. Um, so you know, I don't want to say every engagement's a snowflake because there there are some commonalities to them, but um, we we would do an assessment for 
any customer or consultant for that matter coming to us that wanted to help um, wanted to, to help solve the problem of you know crowded airwaves. The other thing I I, I think Rob may have mentioned this, but um, you know Wi-Fi is not very good at mobility, uh, where a cellular network, whether it's carrier or private, um, is actually purpose built for mobility. In other words, you can move around underneath the network and it hands off well. Um, this is one of the reasons why Wi-Fi calling does not work very well uh, because you know Wi-Fi is a listen before talk technology. It doesn't doesn't generally hand off well between access points. Um, so you know we would just need to understand better what's going on. Uh, are there mobility issues? Are there crowded airwave issues? Um, you know the other thing is like Rob said, we can policy manage down to the individual device level. So if there's a mission critical camera or machine an endpoint that has to have bandwidth and, you know, uh, has to have dedicated bandwidth that's always available for it, um, we can offer that. Um, and, you know, as Rob also mentioned, it offers a greater level of security with the the physical SIM necessary in the, in the edge device in order to authenticate onto the network. And I always encourage folks to, you know, go ahead and Google LTE hack. You won't find much. There's a, uh, there's not a, there's not a lot of LTE hacks, at least ones that are are you know made public. So very secure in contrast to Wi-Fi. If you Google Wi-Fi hack, you'll get a long list of results. Now, uh, Justin, where can listeners go to get specific information if they want to learn more about this? Yeah, or you can reach out to me, whatever whatever folks are comfortable with. Uh, my email is jgreen. There's no e on green at cts1.com. My cell number is nine one nine six three three. 8562. Terrific. Well, Justin and Rob, thank you so much for joining us today. And thanks for sharing your insights with us. And of course, special thanks to Communication Technology Services, CTS, for sponsoring this podcast. Have a fantastic rest of your day.